For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. You are listening to Habs and Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Absent Minded. It's midnight in Sweden. It's 6 p.m. in Montreal and I'm joined with Jared Book. Thank you for for editing as well, Jared. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's uh it, it's weird because the the it usually it's a game night, I guess, typically and and now it's it's a 6:45 practice that we're preparing for. So yeah. a little, little bit different. But on the other hand, we just received some great news in regards to KK and and uh, yes, Rikotkaniemi has been taken out of the COVID protocol list. Uh, that means as of now, it's uh, Stoll who is in quarantine and and uh, Armia that it was the positive case more or less uh, confirmed now uh, that is still on it and and we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, Stoll shouldn't be much of a problem and Armia will have to recuperate as fast as he can. And but then we also seen with players that has come back from COVID that it has taken a long, long time to reach the same kind of competitiveness. Um, actually, in, in Sweden, we have one player who who's been out of the, for the season more or less, and and it's uncertain if he can ever reach the same level of play as he he had before. Yeah, and you know, Eric Stahl talked about it with the Buffalo Sabers, right? And and how uh, how it really affected some of their players as well. So yeah, I, I think that we you know we need to be cautious and 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 luckily, you know there was only one that we we assume you know there, there's only one positive test uh, on the team. So at least the the long term effects you know not even forget about the short term, but the the long term effects of of player health seems to be okay and and hopefully uh, the, the player who tests positive is is fine and, and recovers well. Both uh, you know I, I think Mark Bridgman said that that they were asymptomatic as well so that's a good sign as well for for now but yeah you know it's good that that you know there's only one positive test because you know even if the team starts playing again and you know that's not really the most important thing in the world but uh, you know just to have the their long-term health of of the 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 players involved uh hopefully that that goes well and it seems it also confirms that that the testing is working in in montreal and and more or less for certain in, in all Canadian teams as well, because it was caught very, very early. 
uh, and, and that's positive. Moving mm. on from the COVID business, though, um, we we finally got games coming back on as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, it, it's it's been a a, a long weird break, uh, you know, because it was so crazy, and then all of a sudden it stops, and and yeah, you know, it's it's kind of hard. The, the Rocket we're still playing, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit as well. But yeah, you know, it's funny because there was a break, but there was so much stuff happening, right? There, there was the Eric Stahl trade, there was the Cole Caulfield signing, and, and there's lots of things happening this week, even though from an NHL perspective, it, it didn't really, there wasn't really anything going on in terms of games that there was still stuff happening. And, and uh, it, it was, it, it was good because it allowed us to focus on everything else that was going on from, from an eyes on the fries perspective anyway. Yeah. And obviously this means that there will be kind of a busy schedule for Montreal for the rest of the season. It seems like there are more or less four games a week until the end of the regular season and it seems quite certain with the projections that Montreal is going into the playoffs the question is in what seed um, that could hamper the playoff chances obviously but it could also build up a nice peak for the playoffs so uh, uh, but but it will be hockey more or less four nights a week and uh, that's something we will enjoy yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny because the, the, it, it was already a busy schedule anyway, and, and now it just kind of gets a little bit more busy. The, the one thing I am happy about, though, is that there was a 10 p.m. game that was moved to 6 p.m. Eastern time, uh, and, and that that's that's very nice. Uh, because yeah, for you guys, <laughs> but for us and me, <laughs> yeah. this means that we cannot go up at 4 a.m. And, and watch it before we go to work. But you, you can. There's just no excuse to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i mean i mean it's it's that that would have been the last uh t- late start on the schedule so uh from from a montreal eastern time zone perspective uh that that was welcome but yeah it's, it's gonna be busy. i was looking today just because i was curious and and like you said every week except for this week which has three games uh and the last week of the season may 10th and 11th uh, which is two games every, every week has four games. So it's, it's going to be a, we're used to kind of the three day schedule, right? The, the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, uh, that's kind of the, the typical schedule, I would say, uh, at least in previous years. Now we have the four day schedule, which pretty much ensures that there's one back to back every week, basically, uh, you know, more or less. So it's going to be, it's going to be busy, but that's why, that's why the Canadians got Eric Stahl. That's why the Canadians got Jake Allen. That's why they have, you know, Michael Froelich and, and, you know, obviously there, there could be injuries as well. And, you know, players called up and th- this is really the, the worst part of the season for this to have happened technically because the rocket are on the road. So they couldn't even call people up or move people around. So it, it's kind of nice that, you know, they got through this stretch and, and everything, everybody seems okay. There wasn't a huge outbreak because if there was, I don't know what the rocket would have done because they already have no forwards <laughs> or, or no extra forwards anyway, with all the injuries going on. So it, it kind of worked out from that perspective as well, but yeah, it, it's going to be busy, but that's, that's, you know, expected. And, you know, it, I, I don't think Montreal is any more busy than Dallas or any of the teams that had the outbreaks uh, or, or games scheduled in the first half of the season. So uh, from that perspective, it's, it's w- what to be expected. And, you know, maybe it, uh, it allows them to rotate people in and out of the lineup and, and keep everybody fresh because yeah, it's going to be busy for everybody down the stretch. Taxi squad will be maybe even more important in this. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. And, and, you know, moving guys up and down and, you know, Paul Byron has already been put on waivers. Are there going to be other guys put on waivers so that they have that flexibility? I don't know, but 
I, I do think that we'll probably start seeing some movement from Laval and not only related to Cole Caulfield, uh, but I think there's a lot of players who are playing well in Laval and they might start rotating guys um, as well. And obviously Eric Stahl coming in, maybe makes when he gets out of quarantine, maybe makes Jake Evans a little bit, you know, expendable, not expendable, but he can go up and down. Uh, and maybe instead of going to the taxi squad, he'll go to Laval and they'll call up somebody else to go on the taxi. You know, they, they can really be creative. Uh, down the stretch and and you know if we believe the rumors and I think that we're going to get into that a little bit later on but uh, the, the Canadians might not be done yet either in terms of a trade perspective so it'll be really interesting to see uh, what happens down the stretch and, uh, you know it, it's th- this team is a good team and I think that you know maybe this kind of week off it, it, it's not great but maybe it is coming at a good time where it gets everybody to you know rest up a week and and kind of reset their their minds a little bit. Indeed, and and what a week it has been. You mentioned Eric Stoll trade, but obviously the big news for any Canadian fan all around the world has been the signing of Cole Caulfield, uh, Anton Coyne, the Nugget, uh, as one of his uh, many nicknames to be. Uh, but but it was expected. We mentioned it in the last podcast that that he we expected him to be signed I- immediately. Uh, but but it took another day. Uh, he's now signed. He left a very great uh, message with the Wisconsin Badgers with the Twitter message that uh, some people actually just posted as their own videos, which I think is is a a crappy move to make, but obviously there might not be dependent on, on uh, having good relations with the, with the big club anyway. Um, But looking at it, it, he's charmed his way into every Canadians fans already. Um, But, but, he will start with the rocket. Um, that much is is clear. He will have Joel Bouchard to 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 coach him through that last step. Um, can he? What kind of impact can we have and, and expect from him in Rocket? I, I think you know. I don't want to set expectations too high here, but I, I think the expectations. It's hard is, not to. <laughs> I think the I think the expectations that he scores goals. I mean. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity to do so. I mean, look, look, the Rocket are, are playing great hockey right now. You know, they're getting they're getting production from guys that I never would have thought that they would get production. And that doesn't mean that they're bad players. I just wasn't expecting to do it. You know, look at Raphael Harvey Pernard is is playing outstanding this season. Uh, Joel Teasdale, after missing an entire year of an injury, has been playing great this season. Ryan Paling has found another level. Joseph Landisi, Lucas Vedemo. Yes, he Brooke, uh, Josh Brook, yeah, Josh Brook is playing great. That also contracted COVID in in, in Germany, and, yeah. and he's back playing very yeah. very well. Yeah, you know, it, it's there's not there's not anybody I can really point to and be like, oh, they're playing badly or they're not meeting expectations, and, and that's that's remarkable. But yeah, I, I think that you know Cole Caulfield is going to have a great opportunity to play. You look at the centers on this Rocket team right now. You, there's Jordan Wheel. There's Ryan Paling, uh, you know, Lucas Vedemo is out. Jan Mishak is out as well. Uh, we don't know necessarily how long they'll be out, but and, and whether they'll be back by the time Cole Caulfield. What gets are you doing quarantine. with the Europeans of the Rockets? You just hate them, don't you? Yes, I, I, I did nothing. Well. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have not, I have not uh, had any contact, uh, physical contact with with any players on the Rocket this season. It's all Zoom, so uh, I, I take no responsibility for that. But yeah, you know, it's just luck. I think I, I don't think Betamo is really a um, 
even a, a contact injury. I think it's just kind of wear and tear. Um, but you know, it, it's it's kind of because you look at the centers on the rocket, and you know, Jordan Wheel, Paling, uh, Blandis, he might move to center with with those two out. Uh, Laurent Dauphin, who is with the the Canadians taxi squad, he might uh, also uh, come back to the rocket at some point when when the team gets back to Montreal uh, from their West Coast road trip. So, I mean, there, there definitely is, a, you know, there's not a bad center you can put Caulfield with. And, and I think that that's going to be very fun to watch going forward. And, and you know, he's going to get power play time. He's going to get uh, top minutes and, and he's going to learn to how to be a professional. And, you know, he, there's, there's going to be a huge spotlight on him, but not as big as there would have been if he had done it in the NHL. So, you know, he's going to go seven days now without skating. That's, that's what's going to happen. And, there's going to be an adjustment. And Joel Bouchard said uh, earlier on, on Monday that he doesn't expect Cole Caulfield to ne- need very many practices because he, you know, he played a game, you know, not even a week ago. So it's not like he's, he's gone very long without a game. So I, I think that there's, they're going to ease him into it a little bit. You know, he might not get top line minutes or at least even strength minutes, uh, for, you know, in his first game. But I, I do think that the expectation is that he's going to start scoring goals. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people expect him to, to even make, you know, you know, be called up to the NHL at some point. And, and that's obviously a possibility depending how he plays, but there's a lot of players in Laval who, who are playing well right now. So, you know, the, the great thing about both the Canadians and the rocket right now is that Cole Caulfield is not, doesn't need to be rushed. They can take their time. If he proves that he's not necessarily ready for the NHL, they have other options, whether, you know, already on the roster or on a taxi squad or in Laval, it doesn't all rely on him. So they, they get to ease into it. But what's great is that, you know, this is going to be the fourth first round pick in a row who is going to play uh, games this year uh, in, a, on, in, in the NHL uh, or AHL uh, and the professional level in North America. So, you know, Keaton Gooley got that chance earlier in the year. Obviously, you know, Ryan Paling in 2017, Cut Kanyemi in, in 2018 as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good it's a good time for the Canadians organization right now is that the, I, uh, I wrote an article about it on, on, on Monday is that, you know, the, the, the future is becoming the present really fast. <laughs> in Montreal. Who, who was that 20, 2017 pick? He's playing in an NHL too, isn't he? Sir gotcha, right? No, that, he was 2016. <laughs> Uh, 2017 was paling, but yes, you yeah. know, that's, that's another, you know, uh, you know the, 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 for all the, for all the problems the Canadians had uh, with first round picks uh, over the years, most of them are still in the NHL right now. You, know, you look at yeah, Alex even Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Yeah. Yeah, even Galchenyuk and Nathan Beaulieu is with Winnipeg and uh, Jared Tenorti was claimed by Boston. I don't know if he's still playing with them, but uh, you know, the, the, for, for all the, uh, the, the, you know, obviously they didn't become star players or anything like that, but Hey, they're, they're all still in, around, which is, uh, you know, they can't be that bad. Um, the, there was also this quote, I, I just saw it on Twitter. I, was it Joel Bouchard or was it someone else in the Canadians organization that said it, that he was very happy with how Cole Caulfield had developed another set of skills this year in, in Wisconsin, where he took a bigger responsibility, uh, more of a playmaking ability. He was better defensively as well. Um, so he's really progressed his game from this top scorer depending on others to to really carry the team because he carried the Wisconsin Badgers this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at that Wisconsin team, it's basically him and Dylan Holloway. Uh, and they didn't even play together on the same line, uh, except on the power play. So, yeah, I, I mean, that you know, Cole, Cole Caulfield, 
has been the most scrutinized Canadians prospect, I uh, you know in a long time, and a lot of it is because just because of the size, right? You know, and the the difference is is that he he's also he's probably the first prospect. I'm going to be careful here because I don't want to over over uh, exaggerate. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that he's probably the most talented prospect that Canadians have had since PK Subban. And what I mean by that is just in terms of the attention he's getting, the skills he has and the hype he has, I don't know if there's been another prospect like him, you know, there's been top three picks, right? Galchenik was a top three pick. Uh, Kanyemi was a top three pick, but I don't think they had the, 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 the skill that Cole Caulfield has in terms of a pure offensive standpoint. And I, I think the last person to probably have that is a guy like Subban, who was just kind of uh, everyone gave him attention, right? When, when Subban was coming up in World Juniors and, and, and you know, when, when he made his debut in the playoffs, the Canadians, you know, or, you know, he played a couple of regular season games before that as well. But, you know, that that's kind of the, you know, the, 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 the place where Cole Caulfield is right now. And I, I don't, I, I think that at a certain point, I'm just excited to see what he does at the professional level because there's been so much different things. And, and, you know, Wisconsin was, was really bad last year and really good this year. And, you know, team USA was really bad last year and really good this year at the world. It was mishandled this year as well. So uh, yeah, uh, both I, years. I, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he was, he wasn't put necessarily to his strengths, but I think that that speaks to his overall ability to, to, you know, we talk about his all around game and I think that that really speaks to that. So it'll be really interesting to see what, what happens going forward. And yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure the Laval rocket will get a lot of attention uh, next week. Well, deservedly so. Uh, unfortunately, last night or, or two nights ago, when you listen to this, um, there was an incident with Jesse Lynn. He, he, it was eerie similarity between this hit and and the hit with Max Pacioretty and and Zedno Jara. It, it seems like he catched the stanchion on 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 the side with his shoulder. Not he said, "Thank thank you for that." Anyone that listens, but but yeah, and and that makes him almost dazed and knocked out so he falls into the ice backwards and and his head hits the ice quite hard because it bounces really really bad it's on your twitter feed jared it's on my twitter feed as well because i quote tweeted you uh but but it's eerie similarities in in some ways we haven't really had an update on yes mm-hmm. who has had a fantastic first season in north america not a first pro season because he was pro in finland um but but that's that's put a little bit of a damper onto this podcast. Obviously, we're big fans of Jesse Lund, both of us. But also, there is a rumor going around since uh, Friedman's thirty-one points of the day, um, and that concerns another Finnish guy, Arthur Lekkonen, a restricted free agent um, up for for new contract this summer, right? And um, yeah, is he on the trade block or not? I think anytime you have a player like Arturi Lekkonen who hasn't been into the lineup very often, um, you know, he was a healthy scratch. Like uh, Victor Mete? Yeah, you know, like like Victor Mete. You know, every time you have that, the, the rumors are going to start. And teams are, listen, there's not a team in the league that would not want Arturi Lekkonen in their lineup, including the Montreal Canadiens. It's just that they have trouble f- trying to fit him in, right? I, I don't think that Mark Bergevin 
doesn't or John Richard doesn't want to play Arturi Lekkinen because he hasn't done something uh, well or, or he's not a good player. I just think the Canadians are very deep right now. And, and that's, that's, you know, someone's going to have to be that 13 forward, uh, you know, every night. So uh, it, it helped a little bit when, you know, Tyler Toffoli was, was injured and, and Lekkinen got back in, but, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now with uh, Armia out. Obviously there's an opening for, for Lekkinen still. I, I don't, I don't think Mark Bergevin will necessarily trade him this season. I, I do think that, you know, maybe the urgency comes back a little bit with the off season because you're going to have to protect some guys and, and Lekkanen might be on, on that bubble. Right. So would you rather lose him for nothing to, because Seattle's a smart organization. They're going to see Arturi Lekkanen. They're probably going to take him if he's available. So, you know, do you, do you lose him for nothing? Do you leave him exposed? Do you make a trade? So you lose somebody you'd rather, you know, lose. I, I do think that there's uh, GMs that are interested in Arturi Lekkanen. But like we saw with Victor Mete, I don't think Mark Bergevin is in a, in a huge rush to trade him because, you know, you see one injury happens, you, you need another forward. And there's no better forward to have available to you than Arturi Lekkanen. There's no better 13 forward in the league. Yeah, exactly. And, and we have seen what he can do when, when he's put in a, in a role to succeed. It's been a few years for that, but, but he, he has scored goals when, uh, when he came over, he scored goals. I still think that maybe, uh, Claude Julien botched his his uh, progress a little bit because you can't just go from being one of the top scorers in one league to to a fourth line player and grinder in in the next um, without the coach having decided more or less that he's going to fit a square peg into a round hole. Um, but but anyway, um, you mentioned Seattle, and we saw with Vegas that they did the same thing. You could. You take this player and we give you this player on the side, more or less, uh, to make deals like that. It's something we expect um, Seattle to do as well. Obviously, they will, They will, as you say, have their eyes on, on some players, and Archer Lekkonen is certainly one of them. Uh, but what would if, if you trade him now before the deadline, what would you think would be a fair deal? I think if you trade him now, you're going to need to get another forward or, or defenseman or to replace Ben Sherrod, or you're going to need a roster player. You, you know, trading him for a draft pick is useless right now. Uh, you Especially know, with the amount of draft picks that Montreal right, has. Right. They're, they're, you know, the only reason you would trade him for a draft pick is because you need the salary space because you're bringing somebody else in, right? Like it would have to be a part of something else. You know, you know what I mean? You know, and, and maybe, maybe, you know, there are rumors that they had something close for Lekkonen. Maybe the Canadians were talking to Buffalo about Taylor Hall as well as Eric Stahl, right? And, and it, I, I don't know anything. I'm just kind of throwing names out there. But but that would be a case I just where, wish it was Drasmus Dallin. Well, I, hey, you know, maybe Victor <laughs> Mete for, for Dallin, you know, you never know. Um, but I think that, you know, that's something that you have to, you have to consider as an option potentially is, you know, if, if you trade Lekkanen, and it might not be in the trade for Lekkanen, but if you trade him, you need to get another forward in or, or another roster player in, whether it's, you know, a defenseman to replace Sherratt while he's injured or, you know, a guy like Taylor Hall to, to improve the, the, the scoring on the team. It's, it's possible, but I, I just, I, I don't even think he's, he's the worst forward on the NHL roster right now. I, I think that he's, he's an asset to this team, especially while uh, army army is out right now but he's right? also uh, he's also an asset in the way that 
he's probably the guy you will get most for in a trade. Right. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I think Paul Byron's probably behind Arturi Lekkanen in terms of trade value, in terms of, of, of place on the roster, right? I, I think Lekkanen might be a little bit ahead of, of Paul Byron. But at the same time, you know, the, the reason why they waive Paul Byron is because they, they pretty much feel like no one's going to take that contract on waivers, right? You know, if, if you put Arturi Lekkanen on waivers, someone's probably going to take him. <laughs> so uh, that's part of it as well. But I, I think, yeah, yeah it's I a think, lower contract and, yeah, and expires a after this player. year. And, and yeah, you know, and, and you, you, you can younger. make, you make, you can make your case easier to take that and, and throw someone else out from your own team that you're picking. Right. You know, there's, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, and they're, they're, you know, they have a cap situation. The Edmonton Oilers, you know, they're close to the cap as well, but they would love a guy like Arturi Lekkanen. And the question you know, is if he would fall that far in the, in right. the, in the right. order yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's, that's a big question as well. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I, I kind of see Lekkanen as, as a guy like Lars Eller, right. Where yeah. he, he's not going to necessarily put up big numbers. That doesn't mean he doesn't have that skill set. It's just not as, you know, kind of like Philip Dano, same kind of, of, of player. The difference is, is that, you know, when you get to the playoffs, he's the kind of guy you want to have on your team. So, yeah, I, I, I think that if you trade Lekkanen, it's because either you're getting something back in return or you have something else cooking. And, and, and you know, they're, they're, if, they're, if you can trade Lekkanen and then get a guy like Taylor Hall for the rest of the season, you know, that's not the worst case scenario. You know, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I feel like if they trade Lekkanen, it's part of something else. And I think that that's the way you have to look at it because right now he's one of the 12 forwards on this team, without a doubt. So uh, I, I don't think you can necessarily trade him for for a draft pick and then, you know, just hope you get something else on uh, on the side. Looking forward we will have to look at at Edmonton versus uh, Montreal tomorrow night. Um, what can we expect from Montreal going into that kind of game where, where we have two superstars uh, with speed as well against a team that hasn't really practiced for a week? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and Mark Bergevin hinted at this when he, when he spoke uh, earlier um, or last week. He basically said, you know, usually when teams have a week off, the NHL puts them against another team that just had a week off to kind of make things equal because that first game back is is tough. Uh, yeah, that first game back is going to be tough. <laughs> um, I, I'm not saying that the Canadians are definitely going to lose, but I mean, the odds are going to be uh, against them and they're going to have to, to work hard and, and every, it's going to have to be a team, a team battle. I mean, they're, they're practicing, you know, 20 basically 24 hours before their game for the first time in a week so it, it's going to be it's going to be tough obviously they've been working at home you know that there's you know they, they've been used to this because they had the quarantine before training camp but training camp is not facing the oilers in the regular season so it, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough game it, it's i'm not gonna say that it's an automatic loss uh, but you know, it, it's going to be tough and, and they're going to need to maybe keep things simple a little bit. And, you know, it might be a, 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 you know, a low event game might be hard for us to watch, but, you know, hopefully we'll be excited. There's actually hockey on TV again and, 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 and do that. But yeah, I, I would, I would expect them to, to keep things simple uh, and, you know, short shifts and uh, things like that, because yeah, it, it's not going to be easy. And Kerry Price will have to stand on his head. Uh, wouldn't be the first time, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that he'll be busy. I don't know if he'll actually be busy, but he'll have to be good 
because I, I'm not sure how many goals the Canadians are going to have in those those legs, uh, especially come the you know the third period or so. Is there anything else you want to bring up in regards to to Montreal Canadiens? We've had some good articles today. Yeah. Um, David San Louis um, pushed his Gianna uh, Fairbrothers uh, defensive game has has really improved, uh, and and he projects very well. Is there anything else you you want to highlight from the site or or any of your own thoughts? I, I think you know the, the Laval Rocket are really good. <laughs> um, well, you said that like five times. Yeah, already. I know. The, the, it, it's it, it's are, just. Am fun. I speaking <laughs> with Scott or, or Jared? <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's just fun. It, it's fun to have that kind of optimism, and you know, like I mentioned, you know, there's so many new prospects that are coming into your organization, and to have them succeed like they have been this season is is great, and it's great news, and and it's why. I, I think that Mark Bergevin's job is probably safe. And, and a lot of people might not be happy hearing that, but you, you see what he's built in the last four years. And, and yes, I know that the four years before that were not very good. Believe me, I was there for that. But I, I just think that, you know, it, it's a good time to be interested in the Montreal Canadiens. And if you're listening to this, obviously you are. So keep listening because it's going to get even better going forward. Indeed, it will be. We will... Uh start getting out into the draft profiles as well sooner rather than later because the draft is going to be in june as normal and uh, we will also look into some of these hopes for the different playoffs around the world um, but also make sure to, to not miss an episode subscribe on on your podcast provider uh it's been great having you here jared and it's been great having you to do a pod with you again it's been a while Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, unfortunately. And, and you, and you, you, you guys, you guys, I don't like keeping you guys up too late either. So, ah, well, yeah. we, we do our best to, to help it's, out. It's a, it's a European bias on this podcast. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we, we'll get you up in the mornings and in yeah, uh, yeah so, over so, the weekends. Saturday, Sunday mornings will uh, get me out of bed. Yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been Patrick Bexel and Jared Brook. Please leave us questions, leave us comments. We'll listen, we'll read. We we do our best. And we're looking forward to talk to you more later this week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.